0: Praise to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. All three texts state very clearly and stress perseverance and endurance for life. We have the parable of a widow with an unjust judge. Paul gives his exhortation to Timothy to carry on and fulfill. Your ministry except Jacob encountering God at night is an action-packed scene typical Sunday school kind of scene that you might remember now Jesus as you know told his disciples about needing to pray and not lose heart so you have to know before this epic scene that most people know with Jacob he prayed And this is what he said to the Lord. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, that he may come and attack me, the mothers and the children. But you said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. Surely it's a sincere prayer. But you have to realize there was something about Jacob, who was at the same time was persistent in his actions. What I mean is that when he had learned about how Esau was coming to greet his returning brother with 400 men behind him, Jacob divided his family and his possessions, even arranging servants to go on ahead with a generous gift for Esau, he was trying to make amends for the past and provide his own kind of salvation. And yet when God answered his prayer, remember he prayed when he was doing all these actions and plannings, it actually turned everything away when God answered him from the present situation like Jacob we deal with plenty of life issues caused by sin death the world Satan and yeah the laws demands all this is hard pressing but there is a missing piece dare we deal with God when he seems not to be on our side. That's a Lutheran kind of question, you know that, right? Dare we deal with God when it does not seem like God is with us? Persistent faith belongs to how God overcomes us. Promising victory, truly, is in His hands. And so, the strategy for the day by Jacob led to an overnight struggle that was bigger than life that could be contained itself. He was alone, and maybe he wanted to be alone. Maybe to be ready for Esau, or maybe he wanted to be alone because he's expecting a sign, like his dream from God that had that great ladder where angels were ascending and descending. Maybe he was looking for that in his aloneness. No, it didn't happen. He was going to wrestle with a man and it would last all night. The prophet Hosea later tells us a little bit more about this text. He said and Declares of Jacob, he strove with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought his favor. This angel of the Lord was a title for God before men during the Old Testament times. Jacob didn't grasp what this meant until the very end of our text when he said, I saw the face of God. But the gospel has borne its light on us. You've been given a greater privilege, my friends, to know a little bit more. We know this was Jesus in the hiddenness of his glory as God's son. But who knew Jesus could wrestle? Jacob misjudged his opponent that kept him in the dark. And so do we. What Jacob did in this wrestling match was an expression, really, of him living up to his name that, frankly, had never had anything just given to him on a silver platter kind of life. Jacob had to use strategy to get the birthright from his older brother Esau and the blessing from his brother. When dealing with his uncle Laban, who tricked him into marrying his daughter Leah, Jacob's persistence went to the extreme mile, seven more years of work because he loved Rachel. To marry her, However, now at the Jabbok River, it was an offshoot of the Jordan River. Jacob learned there was not going to be an outmaneuvering of this adversary. Luther writes these words, For we are reminded here that in our life we should prepare ourselves in the same manner and learn to recognize the church and also our salvation under a dark and horrible cover. The church of God is in the picture of Jacob's struggle. God hides the church to which we must become accustomed so that we do not despair or fall into unbelief even in the greatest dangers and adversities which are thrown in our way by Satan, the world, and wait for it, God himself, Luther writes. Zion's been challenged with a great challenge of the loss of our beloved sister Libby. Friend, family member, faithful secretary, faithful in many things. God himself is who we must wrestle with. But here's the thing. Pain only gave persistence to see the bigger blessing. Everything seemed above the bar already that night, because no matter how he twisted, the other guy turned, no matter how it went, there was always something more to have to do. But when a touch made Jacob's hip go out of socket... God gave him a hint, a little hint at that moment, to hold on all the more. Jacob was not winning. But now there was no letting go until he received a blessing. I mean, would you want to let go of a guy who can just touch you in a moment and then all of a sudden you're falling apart? I don't think so. It came with him first, Though, having to confess his name, God drew out the the reality. What is your name? Jacob. Which exposed the truth. A truth that Esau, his brother, said long ago. He declared in grief. Esau said, is not he rightly named Jacob? For he has cheated me these two times speaking about his birthright in the blessing. And yet this truth now that was confessed before the one wrestling with him was to be exchanged for a better name by God to be called Israel. And so this is nothing new, name change, right? Abram, Abraham, Sarai to Sarah, Simon to Peter, Saul to Paul. It was a renewal of covenant promise with the name Israel. But it was also extending to his children to be God's people Israel, the Old Testament. It's easy to figure Jacob secured this glory, you see, by his efforts. And so it goes the same for us. Israel at the time of Christ, as you know, was persistent not in faith, to the word of God. They're all about works, all about doing, but they really weren't about the word because they were all the more stubborn against God and the flesh who came to win salvation for sinners. They were pushing against and wrestling with Jesus. Today, Christians in the church are the new Israel, able to pray, but not as if we make God bless us by our standards or will above his word. This persevering also has nothing to do with a prosperity gospel to hold on to some glory just around the corner for this earthly triumph. There is plenty to wrestle over before life. Sin, death, and the devil make it all the more harder. But God seeks wrestling with him throughout all our days to be in faith. And so if Israel means he strives with God or it can also be the baptized are to consider Jacob. The promising victory is Jacob's chance to win. And a simple touch on the hip proved it all, but God was increasing faith alone in him for salvation. There is wrestling. This kind of wrestling Israel faced They knew it as a people in Egypt over how God would would do the rescuing from Pharaoh. It's how the wrestling came to get into the promised land with God giving his people the victory. The burden of true wrestling came into history as Mary submitted to God's plan with Jesus to be born of a virgin. And so beyond disciples and deniers struggling With Jesus, he would take up the task of being our true Jacob before God, before his fall. As God and man, he fought to bear the judgment of our sin by the cross, to claim the greatest and greater blessing of our salvation by his resurrection. That dawn has arisen, and it belongs to Jesus Christ and all who confess his name. All the word now holds out the promise. All this word of God not to end wrestling with God. And I think sometimes in the church and pastors, we're trying to solve the puzzle. Or try to make excuses for God. Let God be God and every man be a liar. The word of God is to have us know that it's able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So trusting God has promised the victory lets us go forward in every way. When asking the name of his opponent, the answer was like saying this, Jacob, are you that bullheaded? You don't know who I am? Do you know why? I'm how you wrestle with me. Jacob named the place Peniel, face of God. And this meeting marked his way to face Esau, to face his life. Not in the strength of strategy, but the surety of God. Do you know what happens when he meets his brother Esau? Esau. He embraces his brother. Esau does. God already changed it all, even Esau's heart. We have a God for us in full by the gospel and can pray to our heavenly Father, not alone in despair, but in the holy name of his Son. You may mourn, but not as if you do not have hope. That's the world. That is not with you that has Jesus. Sin, death, and the world, Satan, seek to stifle faith. But wrestling with God is when Christ touches our life with his holy cross. You know it's holy and good because you didn't ask for it, but here it is. What feels out of joint before life calls us to the promise of our baptism. To die and rise again in Christ alone as Savior. It's the point of a Christian funeral. It's the point of our life as we go forward in the loss of life. Persistence is not some inner strength but to trust God does fight for you and the whole church, even. And he's doing it right now. He's pressing against us. And here's the best thing of all. the hiddenness of God can only be secured by His word and how Christ greets us to face, face to face in His holy sacrament. So if you're struggling, Certainly take communion, receive the body and blood of Christ, and know He knows your bitterness, but He blesses you today with His great sacrifice that goes with you before this life. Forgiveness, salvation, eternal life are yours, but for the present time, this new identity and life carry a very odd blessing. It's very odd consider what this meant for Jacob when he, when he left today's scene. And we don't have the last verse. I didn't want Libby to put it in. The last two verses, I'm only going to read verse 31, says this. The sun rose upon Jacob as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. This was not a limp from sickness, Accident, an act of sin or even old age it was a limp from the Lord and by faith alone Jacob lived out life no longer in self made security we don't know the answer did the limp get healed you ask your pastor I don't know there's no one who has an answer but I'd say no I like to think that Jacob walked with a limp As a witness of bearing his cross, meaning our God of salvation, who gave him the victory by faith alone. What we have now by the gospel encounters Christ and blessed us by the way of his cross. Such a life hides the glory, my friends. But here's the best answer it holds a great mystery. Persistent faith belongs to how God overcomes us. Promising victory is in his hands. And these aren't any old hands. These are the hands that have been outstretched on the cross and they embrace you with the wounds that is our victory. Amen. Peace of God that passes all understanding be with your hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus who is... The judge of the living and the dead, whose kingdom has no end. Amen. At this time we rise.